Hello there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tavalon. Have a cup of tea. Or maybe a frothy ale. The light. Why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. Some structures did not look like buildings at all, but like gigantic waves breaking, or huge shells, or fanciful wind-sculpted cliffs. Right in front of the arch lay a broad square with a fountain and trees, and a queen could see another square further on. Above everything else rose the towers, tall and graceful, some with sweeping bridges between them high in the sky, and over all rose one tower, higher and wider than all the rest, as white as the shining walls themselves. Egwene, chapter 18, The Great Hunt. <laughs> oh, right! Right! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome back. I'm here with my friend Tracy. <laughs> I'm here with my friend Amber. <laughs> and we are the Road to Tarvalon, a Wheel of Time podcast, and we are back to The Great Hunt. Do-do-do! Do-do-do! <laughs> I do feel like we need fanfare music. Yeah, I know, right? Da, 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 da. Yeah, every time. Today we are going through chapters 17 through 20. We have been going through the portal stones last week. Mm-hmm. And I guess we come to somewhat of a conclusion of that this week. For this section. For this section. Yes, yes, yeah. So our our first chapter for this week was chapter 17, Choices. So Choices indeed. Rand chooses to make a run for it after Celine has far too casually announced that a small but insistent pack of Grom has found their scent. Her confirms Grom. 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 Is there... <laughs> That's the noise they make. They just say they just say Grom. That's how they were named. Who's a Grom baby? Are you? <laughs> I am. I'm just a little baby Grom doing my thing. I love it. So the Grom have found their scent. Hearn confirms he can follow the trail of the Dark Friends while they hightail it out of there. Celine smacks the plan down, saying that Grom never give up once they have the scent of their prey. They need to be elsewhere. She reminds Rand the portal stone can take them elsewhere. Rand will do anything to avoid another attempt at using a portal stone and decides instead to find a place to stand and fight. Is this the oh, right Rand. choice? Right? I mean, seriously, Rand? Come on now, buddy. She's like, the exit's right here. Yeah. like right I here. Feel, I feel as though Celine's just trying so hard not to roll her eyes at him. She's like, whatever. It's, this I feel is like fine. she's trying very hard to maintain her composure and not yes. just yell at him. Yes. Yeah. Because like Rand just decides, you know, oh, hey. There's a bit of higher ground up there. It's going to give me a clear view of the Grom who are heading this way. And so he takes off and heads towards this location and everyone follows. And Celine is like... He, d- he at least gets to show off his impressive... That is true. ...bow and arrow skills. That is true. This is one of those moments in the books that I just love. Arriving at the top of the hill, Loyal and Hearn arm themselves and join Rand, but Rand knows he will use his longbow to stop the Grom before they are close enough. 
Grom. Grom. <laughs> and he's right. Five Grom, five arrows, and the pack is taken out one by one. Everyone fawns over Rand's mastery with the bow, and there's time to take a breath of relief for like Lord a second. Rand, well done, Lord Rand. Right? Lord I've Rand. never seen finer shooting in my life. That's actually how Huron sounded when he <laughs> said that. <laughs> so they have this moment where they're like, oh, hooray, all the Grom are dead. And then, of course, they hear make... from the distance. Grom, 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 Grom. 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 <laughs> I'm actually really good at that. You, are. <laughs> you make the Grom sound like the cookie monster. <laughs> Although, given a choice between meeting one or the other... Understandable. I think I'd pick Cookie Monster. I don't know. These Groms sound pretty awful. Anyway, they are now, like, straight back into hunted mode. Celine points out, once again, that they could just go to the Portal Stone and use it, and they would be fine because they need to get out of there. So Rand is like, all right, that's what we're going to do. Is it here on, like, how many arrows you got there, bud? Because yeah, was... Rand is ready to make a last stand again, and they're like, mm-hmm. you don't have you enough can't. arrows. There's... Yeah, you can't defend yourself in this situation. You can't defend us. We need to get the fuck out of here. And, like, Selene is, like, pushing, and Rand is finally like, okay. And so she leads the way off to Kinslayer's Dagger, And before they know it, they have arrived in what looks like almost exactly the amphitheater that they had originally woken up in when they found themselves in the mirror world. And in the center, thank goodness, is a portal stone. Thank goodness or not, thank goodness, depending on who you are. So Celine points out a symbol on the stone that indicates their world, like the real world that they come from. She seems to radiate confidence to Rand. Right. <laughs> How does she just have it? Okay. They don't see it because they are blinded by her beauty. By her beauty. By her beauty. Wait till she takes her dress off later. So Rand doesn't know what he's doing, but that's okay. We have our first flicker portal stone moment. And I've always found these flicker moments really interesting. This is like a baby flicker moment. And it's also okay because whatever it was that he did worked. Rand wakes up in a technicolor world, but it is his world hooray the colors are vibrant enough to hurt his eyes compared to the paleness of the mirror world they had managed to leave behind back and the- back back again <laughs> the last choice they must make is what now heron can no longer smell the dark friend trail and they can't be certain their paths will intersect in this world the way they would have in the other world selene again steps in with just the right information slightly suspicious perhaps Mm -hmm. and suggests that maybe heron had been smelling where the dark friends would be going as opposed to where they had been creeps heron out poor guy but they decide that considering their limited options staying and waiting was as good a choice as anything else so there is no resistance when rand suggests they find a place to camp far away from the portal stone they're just gonna convenient hang out there convenient yeah. you, you can smell the future Kieran. his response to it though is kind of what mine would be too like good lord it's bad enough that I have to smell it as is, let alone smell where it's going to be. I would say the name of the creator in vain on that one. <laughs> Why? Why? So now we have put 
the groms behind us, sadly. For now. It really does make me sad. I mean, we didn't get any blight creatures, so mm -hmm. for the love of God, Amazon, one grom. Just one. It would be really nice. And Just I mean, forego channeling for one episode and yeah. give us a grom. And a good, a good bow and arrow scene. Yeah. You know, like I'm even totally down for that. Yeah. I, I would love to see that happen. And I feel as though this can still be worked into the show. One of the visual effects people, I think, worked on The Witcher. So, I mean, they I can do, do creepy animals. So Yeah, they can. Yeah, so they can. I'll have to double check if I'm right. I sent you that article the other day. I need to reread it. Anywho, I hope you're ready. Because we're going to the White Tower. Holy crap. Tracy, we made it. We made it. We made it. Does, are we done now? Is our yeah. podcast over? Mm -hmm. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Signing off. <laughs> so Just chapter kidding. 18, to the White Tower. We are switching to the point of view of Egwene. As she and Nynaeve are sailing to Tarvalin on, the, on a ship called the River Queen. Mm, mm. Ship, boat. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not picky. You can call it whatever you want. I like that it's called the River Queen because they're going to Tarvalin and it's kind of like signifying it's not a... It's not your everyday average name for a ship, it feels like. Like, it just yeah. feels... And, and the Amerlin is on board, so yeah. to have it called, like, the River Queen, it's mm -hmm. fitting. Yeah. I wonder if this is, like, the ship that the Amerlin charters, you know, because she's from Tyr. <laughs> so she's like, you know what I mean? She would be able to I pick do. her boat, right? I do. She has it on hold for whenever she needs it. Yeah. It's the Amerlin's version of Air Force One. Yeah. I love this idea. Okay. Do you think it's Tyrion? It would be very cool if it was. Yeah. Okay, I'm done interrupting you. I'm so, so sorry. So Egwene has been having nightmare dreams about Rand, and she keeps seeing him in danger, and there's a man after him, and he wears a mask, and he has fire in his eyes. And the eyes that I seem to think that there is something special about these dreams, especially mm -hmm. our friend Anaya. Mm -hmm. So Nynaeve kind of is like scoffing at it. But then once the Aes Sedai are starting to show interest, then she's kind of on board and starts to believe that maybe mm -hmm. Egwene has some type of foretelling, perhaps. Mm hmm, mm -hmm. Nynaeve can't keep any food down. She's not good on boats. She's not eating very much. And she's sick. Not happy. And her and Egwene are pulled up in their room and the Amerlin seat da, 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 dun, enters dun, their dun. cabin and proceeds to give them a lesson in the one power. And this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this is just such a scene. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Swan Sanche proceeds to goad Nynaeve, and she knows that she needs to be angry to channel. So she gets her all worked up, and this in turn makes Nynaeve angry enough to be able to channel. Mm -hmm. I did want to kind of like one little segue. Please. I'm just curious if Nynaeve's block comes from partially like knowing that she can channel because. 
she was using it as a wilder unknowingly and just mm-hmm. thinking that she's a good healer. Mm-hmm. And her animosity towards Aes Sedai, mm-hmm. I don't think it's so much that she's hating the one power. She just hates Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Maybe hate is too strong a word, but distrust, loathe, I don't know. As I say, it feels like a pretty intense yeah. emotion. Hate might be might right. Be all right. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if her block is coming from this internal issue that she sees with the Aes Sedai. She finds them untrustful and nefarious and knowing that she has something in common with these women feels Mm -hmm. like it might be just enough to, like, give her her block. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she doesn't want to be this thing. Right, she right. wants she wants to be the wisdom of her village. That's what she wants to be. And her ability to get angry and heal because it's almost like begrudgingly accepting like that's her anger. Like mm-hmm. if she can get herself worked up enough, then she's mm-hmm. like, Fine, I'll do it. Yeah, I can do or, it. Or like this power is so, available to her. And when she cares yeah. enough, when she's angry enough, it just explodes yeah back to the white tower swans in their room teaching them this defensive maneuver using weaves of air and as she's doing this she wraps up Nynaeve and Egwene Egwene doesn't realize it at first because she's too busy like taking in the sight of Nynaeve being all wrapped up in air and getting absolutely livid she's binding them in place and then swan sanche actually lifts Nynaeve off the ground and you can imagine how this plays out Nynaeve is very upset she's super angry she's pissed and being the absolute powerhouse that she is she counters swan She learns the weave within moments, and then to Egwene's horror, mm-hmm. she finds the freaking <laughs> Omerlin seat in air, and I live. I just, I love Swan Sanche. I love Nynaeve, and this is such a hysterical yep. moment because I can't get it out yep. of my head after watching the TV yep. show. Seeing this in real life would just make me, I would be delighted. The fact that Nynaeve hit back so hard at Swan that when she hit the wall, her head rebounded off of it, just, like, makes it... Th- yeah! It's like, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't a gentle, leave me alone. This is a, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Bam! Yeah. Oof, so good. I think Swan might almost be, like, impressed by this, because there's no one that's... No one in the White Tower would ever speak to Swan that way and to actually physically yep. assault yeah. her with the one yeah. power, that's unheard of. It's just crazy like to think about how many women are powerful enough to be to able to do, do that? that. Yeah. Like Swan's gotta be thinking about Nynaeve's capabilities. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I bet in some ways she's like laughing on the inside about how great this is. Yeah. Like even yeah. while she's getting kind of pummeled by Nynaeve, she knows she can handle it, but she's like, I will make you my star. Exactly. Like, all right. <laughs> I see what you got. Tone yeah. that skill, baby. Like I love I love that. Like I feel I feel if they did it in the TV show, I can see 
Sophie Okunedo as Swan almost laughing in that moment. You know? Yeah, like a little smirk. Yes, like kind of how she treats them when she meets them in the White Tower in the show already. Like I could see like if that happened. When Nynaeve is like, this is messed up. Yes, you can stop blowing smoke up our asses or something like that. I think she said. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I love segues. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I love them. <laughs> so, after this lesson, both of our young women are utterly exhausted. Nynaeve wasn't able to channel anymore after that. She didn't get herself angry enough. But now Egwene can make flames dance at her fingertips. And this is just, I, I just can't get Madeline Madden out of my head and seeing her kind of like looking at her fingers and delicately like kind of playing with it. This tiny little flame just dancing along her... Queen's little baby flame. I'm with you on that. That needs to be a Twitter account. Someone make a Queen's little flame. (laughs) (laughs) When it hits... When it hits Eamon Balta, it's just like... (laughs) it's so little and tiny so cute yeah i love it the ship arrives in tarvalin and we meet shiriam sadai the red-haired mistress of novices and from her we get a description of tarvalin and it is beautiful it is very organic it is an ogier built city it is a harbor town Mm -hmm. and it is just breathtaking Mm -hmm. it's not even just that it's a harbor town well it's like an island and it splits the river around it so it's surrounded by water on all sides and i don't know why i that never really fully clicked with me until we saw it visually in the show and so i'm like wow well, like i think too like that makes it a place of taxation to yes. me like i'm thinking of areas on the rhine river here yep there are fortresses set up all down this river and that's why all of these older people like to take cruises because there's like the Lorelei, there's all of these old castles and it's just very beautiful but at the time like they put these buildings here so that anyone using the river they can tax yeah so it's like oh go a few kilometers oh another another castle another fortress another place to tax you can't get around you can't get around Tarvalin, mm-hmm. like, and I mean, all when... all rivers lead to Tarvalin, Tracy. <laughs> That's not how rivers work, Amber. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure when we were looking up information about Tarvalin, that's how they make their money is through taxation. Like yeah. just this, they're like perched right in the center. Bam. This is yeah. our spot. You have to pay to go by our city. And I, yeah. I'm like, okay, like I just, the, and the tactical abilities that you have is like an island like that and it's walled on top of it. Nobody's getting in. Or out if you want, I guess. Yeah. We meet the mistress of novices, Shiriam, and she explains that Egwene will be worked very hard as a novice and that some novices break under the strain. Mm-hmm. And Nynaeve protectively tries to intervene. And again, this is just why I love Nynaeve, her overwhelming, sometimes maybe overbearing protectiveness of Egwene. Just it, it makes my heart happy. Yeah. Shiriam says, 
not only will it be hard that the novices sometimes break under all this strain, but Nynaeve will undergo one of the hardest periods of her life as an accepted. Yep. So long story short, Egwene will become a novice and, and Nynaeve will become an accepted. Yep. So that's where we leave chapter 18 behind. All right. So we pass from the White Tower and go back to Rand's Rand's point of view. Yep. Chapter 19, Beneath the Dagger. Kinslayer's dagger is cold, but it has become a place of respite and waiting for Rand, Huron, Loyal, and Selene. It is nighttime. Rand is attempting to find warmth and sleep, but a noise alerts him to someone nearby. He finds Selene standing over his saddlebags, her hand hovering over one of the clasps. She is startled when Rand asks her what she is doing, but she tells him she was hoping to borrow one of his shirts so she could brush out her immaculately clean white dress. Rand obliges and Selene starts to take her dress off before he has a chance to even turn around. He spins quickly from her, but she continues to talk to him while she changes. The Horn of Valir, Glory, her, all prizes waiting for Rand. Just take them. Rand isn't quite sure what to do with this seduction, but is thankfully interrupted by Heron. Do you ever feel like you need to tell Celine to read the room? <laughs> Celine, babe, babe. She's like pushing this like seduction thing so hard and it just makes Rian so uncomfortable and you would think she might get it, but like. Even Loyal is like, his ears are probably fluttering away. Right? Like twitching in embarrassment. Like poor mm-hmm. guy. Like Celine's like, here, let me just take my dress off in front of you and put your shirt on. <laughs> As a girl, we all know what that means. We know what that means. You get to look a little it's a extra. Bear lane. It's a bear lane Ooh, move. Yeah. I mean, even bear lane has more taste than that. It's so. true. She's really trying to get Rand's attention. Maybe she. Maybe this is just what she thinks a 17, 18-year-old boy would fall for. That's, you maybe know she's what? not really like this. That's, that's kind of what I've been thinking about with this, is like, why is this the direction she's taking? She's trying to flirt her way with a... Yeah, hard, hard. man. Like, and I mean, Rand is not oblivious to this, but he still just doesn't really know what to do with it. Thankfully, Hearn jumps in and he's like, I saw a fire! And then is like, oh, you're almost naked! (laughs) (laughs) Bran makes the decision he's going to go check them out. This is very possibly the dark friends that they've been looking for. And Celine convinces Bran to take Loyal with him. And it's really not too hard for her to do that when she's like just wearing his shirt and she's being all flirty McFlirt pants. Loyal and Rand approach the camp where the dark friends might be. And sure enough, there are Trollocs and humans sleeping all around the ground. A beam of, of sunlight, a beam of moonlight falls across the chest and the dagger lying on top of it. Rand knows there is no better chance than now for the horn and the dagger to be rescued. As silently as possible, Rand and Loyal are able to grab both items. Loyal lifts the chest and Rand tucks the tainted dagger behind his back. 
Creeping away from the camp, a trollic leaps out of the dark just as they were about to reach their horses. Rand, inside the void and calm as fuck, slides into cat dances on the wall without even thinking about it. More trollics arrive and more sword forms follow. My favorite being the courtier taps his fan. I, what does that look like? I don't know, but I'm very sad that we did not get any sword forms from Rand. So what is season two going to look like? How does he become a blade master? There's I have been no idea. There's been no unless, training. Unless they actually don't part ways. Like Rand's like, tell everyone I'm dead. And then <laughs> Moraine and Lan just follow after him. Like, screw everyone else. I and almost expect that. Moraine doesn't have to escort Nynaeve and Egwene to the White Tower. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they can make it on their own or mm-hmm. whatever. It would make more sense if we go straight into the Dragon Reborn and they track Rand mm-hmm. and in one, two episodes find him again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I almost feel like that's what they should do. Make it something like we waited as long as we could for Lan and Moraine and Rand to come back from oh, the shoot. eye. that's a spoiler. Is it? Fuck. I'll mm-hmm. see how it sounds. Yeah, okay. When I edit. Because it doesn't feel like a very large spoiler. Okay. But yeah, I think to me that's kind of the direction. Oh, should we just... This goes on our CV, Amazon writers. This is what we would do to make the show extra awesome. Or just just to make it extra. (laughs) Extra. Period. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would set them off following Rand. What else are they going to do? This has been their life mission for 20 years. They're not just going to let him go off. Yeah, I don't see that. I, I see Moraine being like, I may not be able to channel, but I can still help you. And then potentially and Lana's like, and like, I know your tell, so I can track you. Right? No one's getting away from me. Loyal and Rand are able to retrieve the dagger, retrieve the horn, which is fantastic. Uh, they arrive in camp, and Celine wants to see the horn immediately. She's like, oh! Take, I want to see you hold it in the moonlight, Rand. She has no chill. Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> this is apparently how I feel about Celine. Rand, however, I think like his modesty, his naivety, if you will, almost mm-hmm. saves him in this situation because he's like, you know what? The best thing to do is put the horn in the chest, put the dagger in the chest, close the chest, and leave it closed because... It's not ours. We can't do anything with it, but we need to hold on to it. And Selena's like, fine. And then they all run away she gets because a they have to. Pouty. Yeah. 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 She's like, it's okay for you to be stubborn like once. After that, yeah. dot, dot, <laughs> dot. But we go to a pot and fane point of view at the end of the chapter where he, of course, has woken up. He's pissed. The dagger's gone. The horn I'll is gone. I'll find you all, Thor. The world will pay. You. Yeah. <laughs> End of chapter 19. It's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Not changing anything about that. Chapter 20, Sidene. This is a very so, good chapter. It really was. It was really good. Mm-hmm. 
Rand and company are riding through the night to reach the north of Camelin with the Horn of Elir and the Ruby Hilted Dagger in tow. Celine suspiciously is obsessing over this horn. She wants to touch it. She wants to hold it. She wants to look at it. Rand keeps refusing despite how he's obsessing over how regal and beautiful she is. He can't stop thinking about her. It's getting a little ridiculous. He's also starting to have these intrusive thoughts about being made a puppet right. of the Aes Sedai. Right. And these thoughts come in italics. So mm. it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting what these thoughts are saying. Mm-hmm. Rand sees a village up ahead and decides, tonight we sleep in an inn. Celine obviously not happy about it, but... She eventually goes along with it, and Rand makes the idea to disguise the chest with the horn in it as Celine's clothing, all of her lady <laughs> things, which I think she probably hates. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like she doesn't have anything. She just has this one white dress that's never dirty. So. Never dirty. One clothes, one white dress. Mm-hmm. Do we and ever talk about <laughs> <laughs> her white moon boots does it ever mention if she has saddlebags i don't know i could probably go back and look but yeah it's not off the top of my head i can't say yeah i mean she travels pretty light to the fact that Rand's like this whole chest is for you she's yeah. gotta be like uh no <laughs> uh no i'm good man it was like that was like me the first time I ever came to Europe. I was like, "How many bags do I need? Like two big suitcases." Mm-hmm. Get here, <laughs> stay for two weeks and leave. <laughs> cool. Anyways, <laughs> where am I? Rand is disguising the horn as Celine's chest of clothes. They get closer to the village and they see this giant pit. And inside the pit, Rand spots a gigantic statue of a hand holding a massive crystal, which makes him instinctively grab hold of Sidene. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing this, he feels light mm-hmm. and energy pulsing from this mm-hmm. giant crystal. Ooh, it's so cool. It's so cool. Rand starts quoting these mysterious sayings, Mm -hmm. which I will talk about later in the spoiler section. He is almost in a trance at this point, and he only breaks from the trance when his horse almost falls off the ledge. Yeah. All of this happens. They eventually make it to the inn, and they reach the Nine Rings Inn, which is a Lord of the Rings reference, and... Before they can enter, Celine makes one final plea. Take the horn, leave with me at once, and we can be together forever. <laughs> and randomize her. I have so, to wonder how yeah. often that ever happened to her. Like, she has to be at least mildly surprised that she's like, look at me, I'm gorgeous. Follow me. You have the horn of Valir. You can have power. You can have glory. And you can have me. And Rand's like, "Eh, I'm going straight into the spoiler section right now, Tracy. There's there's nothing that can hold me back. (laughs) Hello, friends. It's time for a new ad. 
There's so much happening in the Wheel of Time world, and we have opportunities for you to help us continue to create quality Wheel of Time content. If you would like to help, rate us wherever you listen. This helps other people find the podcast. You can also join us on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. Help create the show by joining us on Patreon. We have four different tiers with perks ranging from shoutouts to bonus content to merch not found in our Threadless store. Speaking of the Threadless shop, it's absolutely bursting with beautiful Wheel of Time designs and various items to put them on. Need a Wolf Brother t-shirt? It's there. A first sister pin to send to your bestie? We've got them. How about a White Tower dropout sweatshirt? You know Amber made one. The point is, we love the Wheel of Time. You love the Wheel of Time. Go get some merch that shows it. You can find links for Patreon and our Threadless shop in our show notes. One last thing. You guys are the best. Your support means the world to us. Thank you for being the amazing people, humans, sentient creatures that you are and keeping us company on the road to Tarvalin. Imagine, imagine if Luz Theron was born blind. Lanfear would be F-O-L. Ooh. <laughs> what would she do? That's a good question because so Feel far, my skin. Right? Her personality is like not great. No. It's just like it's Mm-mm. questionable the way mm-hmm. that she talks. I mean, it is it is kind of nice like that first day when she's with like Boyle and her and, and Rand and she's like asking questions and like See, yeah, she seems interesting. Yeah, then, yeah. But then she just kind of like drops that. Yeah. yeah. And suddenly she's like, and not that this is a bad thing for a person to be, but there's like a bit of coldness that creeps into it. And I don't know. She just says and does things that are really suspicious. And I mean, spoiler section, so it's safe to say it's because she's fuckingly in fear. She's a forsaken. That's the thing that they do. I have to wonder, like, okay, so you have brought up the fact that potentially Luz Theron was a really terrible boyfriend. And I personally (laughs) love this idea because maybe he was. Like, if she is using these tactics, these cheap look at me tactics to get Rand to join her. Is this what she did that to lose Theron? Is this like, is this what worked for her to get him in the first place? Yeah. Maybe. And maybe there just wasn't enough after that for them to be able to stay together. But that's hard for me to believe because well, maybe there was no real connection. Maybe it was just like... That's true. Oh, she's hot. <laughs> you know? I'm young. I can't help myself. And by young, I mean 185. <laughs> <laughs> I did really like once we... Once the group makes it to the north of Camelin, it describes the view of these square stone houses on precise plots of yes. land with exact gardens along few straight li- along straight lines that crossed each other at right angles only and i'm like yes i am so excited okay, to see okay. Kyrie- Kyrene. sorry 
the what you're talking about exactly what you're talking about mm -hmm. one of the lines is the necessity of a curve to streets going around the hill seemed begrudged yeah. what a sentence to say fuck you curves <laughs> i love it I love I, it. I even, I drew a little heart in my book. I love it. Next to it. Pundit Vosser would hate it, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Who would hate it? Pundit Vosser, an Who's architect. That? Let me see. I'll show you. A... Yeah, I want to know. But it was, it was actually making me think of like a, a documentary I was watching recently on Roman architecture and building and how they built such straight roads and everything is like at an angle to what they do and then like specific ruins have been found that are built that exact way like just straight lines it reminds me of this and i didn't Hundert Wasser, his a quote he says the straight line leads to the downfall of humanity <laughs> so <laughs> my god i want to do an entire <laughs> podcast on just that line oh my god i don't disagree okay i love that oh i love that interesting so yeah he would hate Kyrie and architecture yeah. yeah 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 no straight roads for that guy he'd flip his shit <laughs> what is wrong with all of you Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually like marked out that section as well. Cause it talks it's about just so good. Yeah. It's just so good. And even discussing the way that the people look, how they're dressed, that you have like some people scattered through the, the people that are there that have stripes on their mm -hmm. clothes, the way that Kyrian and nobles have, which we find out more about later, like the way that we get a scene in the wheel of time is just one of my favorite things about it it hits hard and it's good it it's is so good. it's it's <laughs> okay i'm done <laughs> hugging my book now <laughs> that's how i feel this morning okay so we kind of started with spoilers for chapter 20 which is sadine do you want to stay yeah, there do you want to like no we can go back to the we can go back to choices Cool. Ch -ch choices. Wow. <laughs> Wait, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what? I was just getting ready to close my phone. <laughs> There's one more quote. I have to read it. You're going to oh, die. Please, You're going to gag. Please, please. The straight line belongs to man. The curved line belongs to God. Oh, wait. No, that was Gaudi. Hunert Wasser said a straight line is godless and immoral. <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay that's pushing it that's okay that's pushing it yeah so choices if, yeah Sorry. i don't know if i can get into that no we're good i do feel as though this mentality that Rand shows of choosing to stand and fight before reaching for sidine is an approach that gets passed along later to the Ashaman as well like they are encouraged to do pretty much everything with the power but they're also taught how to use Trained with the sword yeah and i think that that is is one of those things that's actually a really important thing like 
it's almost an alternate to what we get later in the chapter of the White Tower chapter where yeah. the Amaralyn is like, well, I don't care if a guy can use a sword because I can just wrap him up in air if I want to. But Rand's thinking like power against power. Well, that's also interesting because Nynaeve is like, I would rather use a weapon. Mm-hmm. And it almost puts her and Rand like in this similar footing Mm -hmm. where they have the same kind of mentality Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just a two rivers thing like maybe it's just about being effective yeah yeah and i think they both have a desire to not touch the one power like as much as possible i mean Mm -hmm. rand is definitely like i'll do anything before I, yeah, I touch I'll take the one out power. 500 grom before yeah. using the portal stone. Yeah, in fact, like one of the sections in chapter, I'm pretty sure it's in chapter 17 because that's where they like come yeah. back. Celine says something about how he either has to use the portal stone or he has to destroy all the grom. And either way, she's pushing him to use to a channel. Tr- yeah, like a tremendous amount of power. Like when he's able to use the portal stone and bring them all back, she's like, that's remarkable. You brought all of us back, our horses. You don't even Everything. know what you did. Yeah. And you did it. She's a bit mesmerized by him. Like I can't decide if it's genuine. Or mm-hmm. if it's if it's over the top, but either way, she pushed him to make that choice. Oh, Lanfear. Yeah. Maybe she's just trying to teach him how to channel in her own way. Mm-hmm. You know, by getting him to hold on to it longer. Mm-hmm. Because that's what she's saying, like when he's using the flame and the void, she's like, you should, you know, hold that all the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's just hoping that she can get him up to speed before the next Forsaken shows up. And that they're already kind of like side by side working together. Yeah. Interesting. Like she's getting him up to speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because let's face it, I don't think she really wants to be one of the Forsaken. She wants to be with Luz Theron. Like that's her deal. That, and that's what she's always wanted. That's why she went over to be part of the forces of the Dark One. Like Yeah. She wanted him. And if she couldn't have him, she was gonna find another way to find power. And now it's almost like she's been given a reset button, if you will. Yeah. Like, here, you can. Second chance, this poor young boy. And I think she does think that he's just so naive. He's going to fall. Naive. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be naive. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, I think she thinks he's so naive that he's just going to kind of fall all over himself to be there for her. Yeah. And that's just, I don't think she was expecting to come up against somebody who had the kind of moral compass and stubbornness that Rand yeah. has, you know? Well said. Oh, well put. Thanks. One of the things that I hadn't thought about when I read this before is that Rand keeps commenting on how confident Celine is and his capability to do blah, 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 She's whatever. so regal. She's like a queen. He compares yeah. her to more gays. Right. Like, And he's like, she totally has faith in me that I'm going to save her. And what actually hit me this time is 
she's not confident that he can save them, but she is confident that she can save them if mm-hmm. she needs to. There's mm-hmm. no reason for her to be afraid. She's fucking land fear. She yeah, can handle all the But gold. he's already, yeah. She, <laughs> that's why she's so at ease. Yeah. And it does yeah. give him like the, like, the momentary encouragement that he needs to be able to get to the one power and channel and pull them through to their actual world. And it's kind of awkward the way that this interaction happens between the two of them. It's Mm -hmm. effective, but... Yeah, Rand's like a 17, 18-year-old boy, and Lanfear is like how many hundred years old? Over 3,000? Yeah. If we're counting her sleep time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing. I I really just think that at this point, she wants to see how much of Luce Theron is still there. And she wants to find out how to manipulate Rand as he is now. It's interesting the way that she comes through in this section because there's definitely hints that she's she's not who she seems to be at least i think that there is yeah yeah uh, uh, i don't know if i have anything else for chapter 17 in chapter 18 to the white tower we've got this lesson with swan sanche Uguain, and naive and it's interesting that the lesson didn't work for Nynaeve at all, except for her picking up on this binding someone in weaves of air. Mm-hmm. She refused to get angry and let like her anger get the better of her. So she couldn't channel and the Amarlin tried all of these different ways to get her angry, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about the emotional labor of making yourself angry to achieve a goal that you want and it really like breaks my heart for Nynaeve because it's just not healthy I can feel I can feel my my chest tighten up on her behalf of like what that has to take to be in that state of mind I mean I just think about myself like there's always kind of a whirlwind of emotions when you get that mad, Mm -hmm. you know, like you get really angry and then maybe you get sad Mm -hmm. and then maybe you're indifferent Mm -hmm. and then maybe you're kind of just like, it was nothing. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of just crash. Yeah. You know, like it, you have to go through all of these stages and you just tire out eventually. I'm just thinking about, naive and her insecurities and probably like feeling all of these emotions so often yeah has to be hell yeah i just want to hug her mm-hmm. i'd say she's our most empathetic character but she plays it off in other ways too where it's like she just seems like the angry mm-hmm. bossy one yep but it almost to me like it feels like like my own personal like anxiety brain where like I hyper focus on things Mm -hmm. where I'm like gotta do this gotta do that and if this isn't done everything will fall apart and Mm -hmm. it has to be a certain way Mm -hmm. and I can see Nynaeve focusing on all of these kids Mm -hmm. trying to keep them safe trying to make sure nothing bad happens 
and just being like on the verge of snapping at all times. <laughs> oh. But if I were younger, if I had been much younger reading this, I probably wouldn't feel the same way about Nynaeve as I do. I had a very different viewpoint of her. I can just imagine being maybe 15 and being like, what a bossy, bossy pants, like chill. <laughs> we just want to have a little fun, you know? Actually, yeah, I always, when I was young, Egwene was the character that I related to the most. And Nynaeve was okay, but I mean... There's not so much to attach yourself to her in the beginning. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing her as like this authority figure, like yes. she's the babysitter yes. pretty much. Yep. And that's no fun. When you're like one of the, the kids, quote unquote, yeah. how do you get close to that person? I mean, exactly. as I've gotten older, again, that's why I think the series is so transitional for it like- ages so well. Like it I can, really does. I would have loved to read this as a younger person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just- it makes me sad that I don't have that experience that other people have. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I but will share I also, mine yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah, but I like that, though, because mm -hmm. we have very yes. different perspectives sometimes. Yeah. So and it I, works. I actually really appreciate that. Because I started reading this when I was so young, because I threw it across the room and then came back to it like a decade <laughs> or so later, like... I have a different, and I think that's another thing. Everybody has a different relationship with the series. Like, and yeah. everybody has a story of like when they started reading it, why they started reading it, why they mm -hmm. kept reading it. Like, Wheel of Time stories are the best stories. Indeed. Anyway, back and to. And it's so long, you can just talk about it forever and ever and ever and ever. Like we do. <laughs> when people, yeah, I've, I've seen people be like, podcasting's hard. Sometimes I feel like, it's hard to find a topic and sometimes I feel like with the Wheel of Time series it's hard to find a, one topic that you want to do a kernel like of every, a topic yeah where it's like <laughs> I I have this idea and it could be like four different topics and I have to like trim all the fat and just make sure that it's you know something that I can talk about yeah yeah for an hour and a half versus five hours right yeah but the five hour conversation totally yeah totally easy totally possible it is it is really hard to like i i love i really love this series. it's really hard to focus amber amber focus <laughs> back to the white tower <laughs> it is this is a good one we were talking about tarvalin's defenses mm -hmm. and before that i had written in my notes just wondering how much of Robert Jordan's time in the military influenced the structure of the White Tower training. Mm. Because it sounds very drill sergeant the way that Shiryam Sadai explains to Egwene and Nynaeve that we're, we're going to break you down, basically, mm -hmm. and build you back up. So mm -hmm. we're going to kind of strip you of what you were and make you into something new. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Egwene and Nynaeve have very different trajectories mm -hmm. where Egwene becomes, I would say, like the epitome of what an Aes Sedai is. Mm -hmm. She is calm. She is calculated. She's smart as a whip. Mm -hmm. She's a fast learner. She's mm -hmm. a shrewd thinker. 
And Nynaeve just leads with her heart, which is like what the tower could be. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love that. I love that they're together mm-hmm. now, but knowing how they kind of split apart later on, it hurts me. <laughs> it really I agree. Does yeah, same. It would have been nice for them to like continue their relationship. That naive test for the shawl. After I read that, I had to close the book and take a breather because I was so angry. Yeah. I was just so disappointed mm-hmm. in the White Tower as an institution. And I and who's to say there wasn't some tomfoolery going on? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. we know that that was a thing. So mm-hmm. it's not like it was just one person's fault. Mm-hmm. But the Black Aja is the biggest Aja in the White Tower. I mean, that's in, it's just mind blowing. Yeah, it's painful. <laughs> so How it's did a that it's happen? a real chicken and yeah, it's a real chicken and the egg situation. Yeah. Was it the White Tower's ways that made them so easily infiltratable Mm -hmm. that a word (laughs) it is now (laughs) was it the white tower or was it the fact that the black aja was so full in the white tower that they brought it down to a lower level to what it is you know like what came first and it's hard to wrap my head around it but it sure is fun to think about I can't As stop. she thinks. Yeah, I can't stop thinking <laughs> about it. Talk. Just say what's in your head. Just well, free flow. So I'm just thinking that, like, at some point, Ishamayel stepped in in the early building years of mm-hmm. the White Tower and was like, pss, 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 listen to me, do bad things, like, whispering away. And started gathering women who wanted power, who couldn't get power within the structure that had already been established. And so they just start recruiting more and more. And so I feel as though, like, the White Tower happened. The White Tower feels like a threat. A power from the Dark One steps in, creates a force strong enough to... Counter... Yeah, like, even though Aes Sedai are powerful and they are quasi-respected, they do not have the power, the ability, the reach that they could have if maybe they didn't have the Black Aja as its largest Aja. Right. So I think White Tower first, then Black Aja, and Black Aja primarily responsible for containing and, like, slimming down those numbers of novices i mean we know how many women channel outside the tower tons yeah so many enough that you could fill up the tower and maybe part of tarvalot on top of it and instead they're being instead we have women who are like in the kin who are basically terrified yeah of Aes Sedai yeah i mean just think what what oh I could go on for I know, hours. I know. That was why I was like, should the I wind say finders, what I'm oh, yep. Almost every Windfinder ship has a channeler yep. on board. Yep. They don't go to the White Tower. Nope. What There's like before, I think, 
I think a new spring maybe that I don't remember if it's new spring or eye of the world I think there's like two mm-hmm. Atha on Mir I said I it's mentioned it's just, that it, like the, every once in a while like a woman from the sea folk will come to the tower and they just kind of do it to make sure that the Aes Sedai don't come searching for women who can channel it's kind of like they're they their probably peace give them they probably give them any women that is very weak mm-hmm. so that she couldn't be a wind finder yeah. or an or someone who couldn't channel air Ooh, yeah like, yeah Maybe if you were like, if you were like oh she else. can only do yeah mm-hmm. she can only do fire well like shit that's not <laughs> to the tower help. you go <laughs> yeah. yeah and i think I think it's something like they overwhelmingly become brown, Asha. I think that's the tinker. Or is that the t- Oh, yep. You're right. You're right. You're right. Either way, it's interesting how like these little niche groups still send women and how the tower is still so empty. Like Shiriam says in the White Tower chapter, there are only 40 novices. And that maybe eight or nine of them will become accepted. And maybe like two or three will become full sisters. Sheesh. Yeah, Why? It's no joke like how bad things have gotten from yeah. New Spring to the Great Hunt that we're, you know, where we're at now. It's just the White Tower is struggling. Yeah. It's like barely what- existing right now. Yeah, it's like they're holding on, to, you know, with a fingernail mm-hmm. to relevancy at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only reason I feel like people still believe that they are this, you know, institution of power mm-hmm. is because of the show that they put on. Yes. It's just that I said I calm yep. that that calm control, mm-hmm. which is what they're trying to instill into every single woman mm-hmm. that becomes an I said I even though there are not very many, <laughs> so that they can keep this facade going. Is it possibly a reflection of what a bad idea it is to create a group of people who think the same way, who are dispassionate in the same way? Like, I am sure Robert Jordan had many opinions about military life and what it looked I'm like. I'm sure. Absolutely, I'm sure. And I'm like, this is this is a hierarchy that is duplicated in so many different ways and places, and I think has repeatedly shown to be marginally successful, but it's definitely not overwhelmingly successful. The tower should be open to women who can channel. Period. Period. End of story. Some of them can become Aes Sedai, that's great, but then find uses for the other women. I know that that's what Seguin's plan towards the end of the series and everything, and I 100% agree with it. Well, that's the thing. It's like, can you imagine if every young girl that wanted to be in the yellow Aja, instead of turning them away because they weren't strong enough, they taught them to be a healer? Yeah. I mean, you become an apprentice. Yeah, and then you could work with the yellow Aja. Mm-hmm. I mean, like triage, something, yeah, anything. Yeah. But the tower is just structurally not set up to, to do this. But it could be. And but I think it could it's, be. I think it's the black Aja that keeps wiping out 
that possibility. I mean, we've talked about how many mistress of novices have mm-hmm. been Black Aja. How Our mistress many... of novices theory. Yeah, I mean, they're taking them out. I taking think... out all. Of... It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It really does, and I think I think I can definitely see Jordan writing something along those lines that would make all of these undercurrents a possibility because those would be the perfectly placed Aes Sedai for like enforcing rules for breaking girls before they even finish their novice or accepted training like it would also be a good way to keep eyes on new channelers Mm. that might be put off by the tower's hierarchy so the mistress of novices would know all of the ones coming in and it's possible that she could be like okay well this girl over here is a candidate like black aja material so she gets extra cookies yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah or they could just if someone was already having if they were already feeling hesitant about it in the White Tower, if you just made it even harder on this person and you break them down to nothing, yeah, and then you can, like, good cop, bad cop them. For so, sure. like, you bring in someone from the Black Aja and be like, they're being so hard on you. The White Tower is awful. I can help. Yeah. <laughs> One teeny tiny little thing. You have to wear your soul to the dark just, one. Just no biggie. It'll be fine. And, and but I that's mean, how it works in real life. I mean, yes, that's how you get like informants and stuff. Yep. It's... Well, and I mean, Sherriam, I'm fairly certain, like when she's revealed, Outed? yeah, like when she's revealed as being Black Aja, she was like, I wanted the power. I never thought I'd have to like actually do the things that my oaths required me to do. Like she was not expecting the end of the world to happen, the last battle to happen. Yeah, but no one did. Exactly. Even the Aes Sedai are like, not in our time, not in our day. Yeah, they're like, I'm just going to take advantage of the fact that like the Black Aja helps me to run the White Tower the way that I want to see the White Tower run. And so it's designed to be this weird, unwelcoming, cold, cruel place. And it could be thriving instead. Like, I see in my head all of these beautiful variations of women who could channel and what they could do. Like, mm-hmm. sad. Sad. It's just, there were so many potential life-changing things that yeah. could have been made. But yep. they're too busy doing their own whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just pushing away women who aren't strong enough. How strong you are in the cha- in the one power does not necessarily indicate how strong you are as a human being. So, yeah. who chose? I really these- want to see on the TV show. I really want to get. I don't think it's going to happen, but I really want the perspective mm. of someone who's getting turned away from the tower. Someone who's Ooh. outed for not having enough one pa- of the one power. Like we had Amalisa, but. She was already like, we got her like post yeah, yeah, leaving. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see like what it's like inside the tower, how they're treated and how they're let go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that would be really good. I wonder if they'll do that. It would be, I think, smart 
to show that duality of the tower. Mm -hmm. Like we, we hold the power, like we protect the world. Also, some of us are really horrible people (laughs) (laughs) because it's in every group. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, it really, really is. That's a good point. There are point. dark friends everywhere, and I think you have to, at some point, sow some seeds of distrust Absolutely. in the White Tower. Yep. Like, you have to plant, you know, your seed for that plot line mm-hmm. of the Black Aja, and it doesn't have to be a conversation mm-hmm. like, the Black Aja has infiltrated the tower. Like, right. you could have a little like side moment mm-hmm. of showing women getting turned away commenting on the low numbers like yep. them getting whacked by the mistress of novices well and treated I, I feel like they've actually done a couple things like that in the show like i feel there's at least two or three places where it's mentioned like more problems not enough ice to die to take care of it and there may be another place where it's like our numbers are dwindling or something. I feel like it's been like just yeah. lightly mentioned in the show. And that's the, the show. thing though, like I appreciate that, but I would rather like see it than hear it. Ah, you know, like show mm-hmm. not tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that it's kind of been little like steps towards mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. but I would really love to see some of these inner workings of people who aren't like the Amerlin yeah. or Leanne mm-hmm. or interesting Leandrin. If Egwene and Nynaeve are going to the White Tower, then mm-hmm. this would be our chance to meet the younger women, the accepted, the novices. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I am too. And I, I want to see the inside. <laughs> so do I. My only concern with this dipping into the world of the novices is also the possibility of this becoming a more teen focused segment yeah. of the show and i think i think that, i get it yeah i do too i think overall they're doing a good job and it does it does mirror the books you know i'm just yeah i'm just hoping to be blown away by how elaine elaine is i think that i can put all of my (laughs) geriatric issues with (laughs) teen drama aside and just focus on my love for elaine because i think i think it might be good Mm -hmm. like nynaeve elaine and Egwene. we're getting like the start of the trifecta yeah you know yeah 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 and that's when, like, things start happening for them, where they start going off on their wild and crazy adventure. No kidding, so, right? Wow. Which, to me, like, I, I'm just hoping that it's kind of comical, too. Like, I want to be able to laugh and enjoy, mm-hmm. like, Elaine's veil getting caught in her mouth as right. she keeps her nose up. And <laughs> How she has naive. to keep spitting it out of her mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and naive trying to lead the pack after being this unofficial babysitter for so long. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be fun. I hope, I hope, I hope it's good. I also hope for that. The possibility is there. The material is there. It's just going to be up to how the it, writers, as I say, how it gets written. <laughs> yeah. I really think we need to put together a CV. <laughs> it's gotta be. I mean, 
I wonder how hard it is for people to write as a teen girl. I mean, unless you had experienced being a teen girl. Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like, I feel like I could do it. I feel like I could give you a solid conversation. Yeah. No love triangles, none of that. Just, just just some teen girls doing their damn thing. Give me some, give me some friendship. Give me some Yeah, right? Exactly. That's, I think that's something that would be so good to see, like young women making strong bonds and friendship and it not there doesn't have to be a love triangle there doesn't have to be animosity there doesn't have to be jealousy like just give us friendship women who get along with each other yeah Yeah, and care yeah platonic and loving friendships (laughs) yeah yeah lots of snark here here i know i'm like lost in this like happy cloud yeah i know what the show can be like, they, they have so much good started. I know that there are, like, things to be unhappy about. There are places where I'm just like, don't even. Just, <laughs> no, I'm not talking just, about just, it. Yeah, we're just, pretending just, that didn't happen. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I know, so. right? Yeah, it was all, it was all wonderful. Um, White Tower. White Tower. Their defensives. Their defenses. <laughs> I don't really have anything on their defenses okay. except that they're okay. there. <laughs> okay, we covered it. What was loose there and like that land fear? Yeah, I think we kind of talked about that a little bit, like when we when we first jumped into spoilers. What was loose there and like? Was he just like a giant? Like was well, was like, he a dick? Was he self absorbed? Did he think everything he did was great and beyond reproach? Like, well, what? the TV show kind of made it seem like, ha I will save the day. And she's like, what? That's whack. Like, yeah. your idea sucks, and the dark one's gonna do something awful and retaliate. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Yeah. He's like, uh, fuck you. But they <laughs> they made him pretty naive i would say like he wasn't an aggressor it was just like naive hopeful as well which i mean can be mistaken for being naive 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 god damn it Uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry naive which can be mistaken for being naive oh my god editing this is gonna be so funny um You just leave it all in. I'm just gonna so, I'm just gonna release it exactly like this. <laughs> I'm not gonna edit it at all. Yikes. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Um, I've just got a few small things. On or did you? For what? Chapter twenty. Um, I might let me hang on one second. Hanging. Okay, so chapter 19... Okay, so don't really do that. (laughs) Also known as a form of torture. (laughs) Okay. Getting wrecked. Getting wrecked. (laughs) I still have that video. We should release that at some point because it's ridiculous. We'll put it out for our April Fool's video. That's what that'll be. A little treat for everyone. So one of the things that I think is really kind of funny about Rand when he's having like all of these thoughts about Celine while she's like, I'm wearing your shirt, like Mm -hmm. that moment is how he jumps to marriage. He's like, it's not like I can marry her. I'm like, she's not 
it's to me it is so like what's the what's that movie it's like Sharon Stone and she's wearing the white blouse like men's blouse but I know what you're talking about basic instinct I think it might be all I can think of is like how 90s the scene seems in my head yes like like this is the peak 90s like sexual woman vibe 100 percent you okay you nailed it you nailed it yes but the fact that like Rand doesn't think about you know he doesn't think about sex he thinks about marriage I'm blaming him I'm not blaming I'm attributing this to his upbringing (laughs) and I just I think that that is that says something about Rand that as a young man this woman is basically throwing herself at him wearing like basically nothing and he's like um i gotta go i have dark friends to hunt down and uh (laughs) can i have my shirt back when you're done with it (laughs) please i need to go (laughs) no really i need to go yeah right (laughs) i do have to wonder if we're gonna be able to still cross paths with Fane, the dagger, the horn, Celine, Rand, like this whole on the show. thing. Yeah, on the show. Like I have There's to There's no way. You don't like, think I so? Don't, I feel like in these four chapters mm-hmm. that would take like four episodes. That <laughs> Do you is know what I'm true. Saying? Yeah. Well, I'm I more mean like will the they whole all, general groupings? Yeah, of like people? will these somehow all kind of fall? Like, will Rand be the person who saves the horn and the dagger the way that he does in the books? Because I feel like considering Rand's I taking off, gonna, I think they're going to do it so differently. Yeah, I agree. That it's I mean, considering some... <laughs> considering how they treated the horn of Valir, <laughs> <laughs> just throw it on the ground. <laughs> I can't even see them being all that upset about it. Oh, oh, he oh, got no. the dark horn. friends have the horn. Oh, that sucks. Okay. Shoot. Well, I guess that happened. You know, like <laughs> so. Like, is there even anyone there? Yeah. I mean, is there even anyone at Faldara That's anymore? Alive? Like, yeah, like almost everyone left. Yeah. And what? And like the women are the women. Who, I I don't I have no idea. That battle sequence I'm, was like so we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> there are questions. We did touch on this one though, the how is he going to become a blade master? How does Rand learn to use his sword? Does he is we he nev- looking at YouTube video tutorials? <laughs> <laughs> How funny would it be if someone shows up and all he's got the sword and he's just like flailing? Yeah. Like, yeah. Has no idea what he's doing, like throws it on accident, drops it. Yeah. Oh, the sword. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm thinking of? Yes. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> It's just like there are moments. There, there could be some very entertaining moments uh, moving forward with Rand and the sword. If he is not a blade master, what does he do? 
I mean, he's got that Heron Mark blade. He's got it. It's the mark of a blade master. It's one of the big things that brings Lan and Ran together as characters is Ran's sword. And the way that the Great Hunt That would be the best plotline oh for Lan. God, how much would I love that? Well, I mean, Moraine... Okay, I'm sure Rosamund Pike wouldn't be happy, like, sitting, watching sword practice for two episodes and not having any lines. But... It is so necessary. Like, and I mean, what if those are moments where she like goes off by herself to like, if she some intel and be yeah. mischievous, yeah, or even Kyrienen meditate and try to figure out what's going on with this shield. If she really is just shielded and not still, like, will she take to... their sword practice time to like push and prod at? what's binding her away from the source i mean if that's even part of the upcoming plot line i think he said something about exploring the land nynaeve moraine dynamic yeah i feel that way i i think what would be ideal would be send nynaeve and Egwene to tarvalin where they mm -hmm. belong land yeah. can do nothing for them while they are novices and accepted anyway so the best right. place for him and Moraine, who's already exiled from Tarvalon, right, is to follow the Dragon Reborn. That's been their mission. She may not be able to channel, but Moraine is one heck of a mentor if you let her be. She's a noble. Right. That could be her. I mean, that could be her season two thing, like training Rand yep. on like what it means to be. I'm doing air quotes, nobility yes. to be Lord Rand. Yes. Yep. And I think that's something that I would like to see. Yeah. They have like they have lessons with Lan. Lessons with Lan. And lessons with Moraine. And exactly. We start pushing Rand into the person that. He needs to be able to become because if he's just left off all on his own, that's my least favorite part of the Dragon Reborn is him just like barely being there. There's... My ideal situation would be him for one episode. You see him pass through a village. A bunch of weird stuff happens yeah. because of the Taviran pull. Yep. So we can explain what Taviran is mm -hmm. to new viewers who have no idea what the heck it means it's only been name dropped like twice right you should do show what the taviran pull happened like show what happens with that yeah one episode over him and moraine and lan connect yep that's i i think that would be perfect and then we could also have parent oh shoot matt i don't know i'm lost i have no idea what they're doing oh. with, what they would do with parent and matt well, Matt's probably going to go back to Tarvalon, is my bet. Yeah. Like, but is it just going to be Perrin, Loyal, Inktar? Mm. Put Loyal with that group? So they would go off hunting for the horn together? Mm-hmm. And then Egwene and Nynaeve? To the tower. To the tower. Meet Elaine. Matt's already there. Matt yeah. somehow gets in trouble, meets up with Tom. That's what I'm hoping for. Me too. Okay, so we we should have like a season two countdown. <laughs> 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 and 
start keeping track of like, like you know the season's gonna come out and we're gonna be like called it called it called it <laughs> <laughs> or it's gonna come out and we're gonna be like oh god we were way off right way off and they should I have mean, hired us damn it <laughs> I'm honestly, like, hoping that it's not a, we're going to subvert expectations and just do something totally different. But it's it's very possible that could happen. I have no idea. But I think, like, what makes sense to me is what we discussed. Yeah, so. me too. And I think that would actually almost lower your CGI expenses if you're working in this more exposition building environment mm -hmm. so do they end up in tier or do they mm -hmm. end up in fall may on toman head and mm -hmm. fall may is the question that or is... do they merge them i feel like i would have to write it down i like i feel like someone I would have suggested to, like, Use Theron suggested that we map out what we think would happen for an episode. Like what are because Mr. Judkins has said that he has planned out eight seasons and what it would look like. Do we want to go is, season by season? This is Tracy? almost <laughs> too good to resist. <laughs> Use Theron, you've done it again. <laughs> Ooh, this is my kind of thing. Um, well, I yes, I we would, could do it for YouTube. We could maybe do like this is how we would build season two, one episode of season two. Let's chat about yeah. it. Okay, I like that. Yeah, that would be fun because we've also been requested to do a baking video for anybody who's not on our Discord. Doug, <laughs> I love you. I just don't want to bake. <laughs> It's all right. I love the idea of me baking and you drinking and being snarky. I love that me just idea. just watching? I yeah. Can, yeah, I can do great commentary. I, I love that idea. Like, but I, we would have to do something so that my mixer wasn't so damn loud. It's a loud mixer. It's a professional grade KitchenAid, damn it. It yeah, sounds I'm like just, an engine. I'm just, see, I'm just seeing the problems with this. You know what? We'll figure out something weird to do together when you come visit. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, because right now there are just so many other things that we need to figure out. And yes, I love that idea because I think it would be really fun. But let's wade through some of our administrative things that we want to do yeah. and software that we want to learn and whatnot. Can I get back to citing? Of course you can. <laughs> okay, so Rand was recalling prophecies of the dragon. Yeah. And he was saying the words of the Aiel, and he he's Luce Theron is officially implanting things in his head at this point, I feel like. And he's recalling the prophecies of the dragon, and he also thinks back, this is where I'm going to end it, because I think this is hilarious. He's thinking about all of this and he has a memory of being told the prophecies of the dragon by a passing merchant's guard and Nynaeve breaking a broom over his shoulders <laughs> for telling it so that's what like Emmons Field is like if you, I don't know why a, a merchant's guard was there I mean just passing through I guess but yeah maybe visiting. can you just see Nynaeve like with her like Louisville slugger like <laughs> 
did you just did you just call the <laughs> prophecies of the dragon? Like she chokes up on whack. it. <laughs> yeah. It's so cartoony, but uh, I love it. Yeah, that's wild. It's wild. It does make me wonder, is this the beginning of his madness then? I feel like it because this is when he's starting to channel for reals. Mm -hmm. It just seems so short a period of time. And I don't know. I guess maybe I don't want to see that happening. But like... Yeah, but is it actually the madness that causes Luz Theron to show up? I think he would show up regardless. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not like the madness. Mm -hmm. It's just like Luz mm -hmm. recognizing mm -hmm. the channeling maybe. And there's that connection mm -hmm. via channeling. Yeah. And then the memories start to come. Yeah. Well, and I have to also wonder, Celine is like, you need to get away from here. And Lanfear knows, right? She knows this is part of the Choden call. Like, this yeah. is one of the figurines. This is one of the most. No, We're talking it about is. the hand. Yeah, yeah it the is. Sphere. It's the it... most powerful Tarangriel that's ever mm -hmm. been made, right? Right. And Rand's just casually channeling through it, <laughs> shouting about water and shade and something weird <laughs> they were like rand you are just standing there in a trance no one could even break you out of it and then you just screamed at the end like <laughs> what is wrong with you yeah loyal's even like you've been acting really weird these last few days are you feeling okay this is such a cool part every time i read this especially if i'm if i'm good and I read it paragraph by paragraph instead of like skimming through it. You feel this buildup. Jordan's such a brilliant writer. And then finding out later on that this is like, this is the Aiel thing. This is what they say. And yeah. there's a part in this. And I really, I want to talk about this when we do Sadine for our next YouTube video. But he talks about how the song of Sadine pulls him and takes him to the core of who he is and who he is is reflected in this moment and him feeling the heat of the sun and the cold mm -hmm. of the night and like he's Aiel at his core and now I'm like the shadow rising is just two books away yes yeah, yeah. yes I, I this is this is one of those chapters in it's nice because it's I mean I it's not even like foreshadowing mm -mm. it's like it's like getting the reader wrapped around your finger yep if you keep this in your mind when you get to those moments with the Aiel it's like this big eureka moment yep. and it's such a payoff yep yeah such a payoff and it's something that you can that like easily just kind of slips away from you because sometimes it takes a while before the books all get connected. And I know for me, especially having... Go ahead. I feel like these special moments mm -hmm. that we are meant to remember, mm -hmm. Jordan makes them a bit more flowery mm -hmm. than some mm -hmm. other exposition, it feels like, where this like one little chapter, we got all of these intricacies about the architecture leading into Kyrian. We've got the Choden call, like 
calling to Rand, singing to him. Yes. We've got Celine doing her <laughs> just show me the horn, Rand. I want to see the horn. Please, I'd like to touch it. I'd like to see it. Yeah. Please, just one look at it. Yeah. And we've got the portal stone. So we are just thrown so much mm-hmm. in a few chapters. True. And then I feel like just this little tidbit with the Choden call is it's just written really it stands out yeah yeah it does you're you're absolutely right it's written in a way to like really sink in but still be mysterious agreed I love the mystery I probably have 50 more things to talk about You're However, editing audio this week, so I'm letting you go as long as you would like. Let's say, however, I have things I want to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could definitely hang out with you way longer and just keep chattering away, but we have to with end that, this at some yeah. point. We, we bid you adieu. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. We Absolutely. will be back next week with more chapters. I love that we're sticking with the great hunt. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs)